0: Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. So excited as always to be back with here with you again this week. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited as always for today's guest. You guys, guess these guests. I mean, I'm just, I'm having a blast. If it isn't obvious, I I want just to sing it out loud. I'm having a blast. <laughs> and I hope you are too. We're making personal growth fun here. That's kind of my goal. So this week's guest is Sarah Salinas, and she is a human design reader as well as an intuitive, and I've been checking out her work for a while. I really love the different dots of human design that she connects, her complete vulnerability, no bullshit attitude about it, and I also love that she's just super unapologetic. I've seen so many comments on her feed of like, where did you buy that shirt? And she's like, it doesn't matter where I bought my shirt. What does matter are the knowledge that I'm trying to impart to you. So I just think that's super badass, and I was so excited that she said yes to being on the show. Funny story, her first name is Sarah, just like me, spelled with an H, super important. And her last name is Salinas, which is the town that I was born in. So I just felt like this totally natural connection to her, and that only just like came through our conversation. So super fun. We talk all things human design. We kind of talk about like a little more deeper things about it, um, including definition and split definition, quad definition, as well as um, the history of her teacher with how she's worked with the founder or the channeler of human design. And then we also talk about Incarnation Cross, which I didn't know much about. So loved, loved, loved the way that Sarah explains things about human design And I'm just so excited for her to be here. And of course, before every episode, I want to give my own little check-in. And this week actually is the perfect week for this episode to air because I've been diving deep into my human design, getting another reading. The last time I had a reading was almost a year ago, more than a year ago. And I've just been letting like all of that information really sink in. And I got another reading, and it's just been – Really cool. Human design to me is like this huge permission engine. It's like, yeah, this is why we all do these weird, quirky ass things that like don't make any sense and like they read so differently to other people. Human design is just this permission engine to be like, oh my God, we're all so different. And we all are like, wired differently and inspired differently and there's so many things that are so different about all of us and we can like respect that in each other instead of freaking out about it or like getting upset about it because 10 out of 10 times other people's actions just have another nothing to do with us other people's choices have nothing to do with us other people's beliefs have nothing to do with us but damn i'm so good at making it all about me am i right <laughs> So I've been thinking a lot about my energy and where I get energy, like what stimulates energy within me. And part of the reading included my husband's chart, which was so cool because I got to see what his different gates were and where our charts meet and like where we really ignite each other's charts. And that was just so cool to like i don't know get this like really intimate glimpse of this person that i've spent so much of my time with and will continue to do so i really appreciated the look at like two charts coming together and it's my hope it is my very hope that we get a couples team in design reading i know they exist we're slowly warming him up to it. Don't want to just have the full shebang (laughs) in one go. (laughs) But I like the idea of him getting to know my chart and what makes me tick and my weird idiosyncrasies. So that's what's going on with me this week. I'm having a blast getting back into it and seeing just like getting curious about it. A guest on my podcast, Amanda Blair, who's a coach for the To Be Magnetic program, talked about using human design not as like a cover hole, but instead of as a ladder. So like, let's pretend that (laughs) you are weirdly stuck in a manhole. Using human design as a ladder to crawl out of it instead of as a cover to like huddle into it. So I love that analogy because It's really talking about using it to empower yourself instead of continue using that as a reason to not grow. I know that astrology and human design and the Enneagram are all different systems to help us grow, and I think using them as an empowerment tool is so helpful, but then using it as like a way to shut down or like just not growing, like that to me is the whole point of these systems. So that is my check-in, and I've got some very, very, very exciting things happening this month, as you've probably seen. I have released some amazing podcast merchandise. There are some fantastic items including an awesome mug that says meditate journal fuck shut up repeat and hoodies and tote bags and cell phone cases. So if you are looking to support the podcast and also get some dope swag in the meantime, head over to shop.com. Cohan.com. that's s a r a h c o h a n .com and you can check out all the dope stuff that we've got it's really exciting and then i also have some amazing free screensavers for your phone so these are screensavers that were put together by coaches human design coaches and akashic record reader and they're all Channeled for you to use for your own personal growth. So, I love to use tools around me for my own practice, and my phone is a huge one. So, there is a screensaver that says, My sensitivity is my superpower. And I just love that. I love that. I read it every day, I get to see it every time I look at my phone. And it just reminds me that my sensitivity is my superpower and I don't need to be ashamed of it. I can celebrate it. And there's six other different screensavers. That's just one of them. So if you are interested in downloading this free, awesome tool, head over to the website, that's sarahcohan.com, and on the menu bar hit free tools and you'll see where to download those. And you can also um, download my free somatic feelings meditation. If you're looking to work through some feelings, sit with some feelings, explore some feelings, which I would argue is the point of the human experience, you can get um, that in that same place. So just head over to the website, sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. And then, the last thing coming up, I am going to be announcing very, very, very soon a membership program. It's going to be so fun. So fun. The membership is going to include weekly community calls. These are our vulnerability calls. I have used this over the past, over for my personal growth, and it has just drastically changed my level of personal growth just to have community support and accountability and resources. It's just amazing. Um, There's also going to be monthly workshops hosted by select podcast guests. I'll be announcing who will be hosting those very soon. And there's going to be other fun stuff like discounts on in-person events as soon as we can be meeting in person, as well as discounts on merch, that dope-ass merch that we all want. If you're interested in signing up for that or learning more as soon as that membership is announced, you can head over to my website and sign up for my email list, which is sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com. And on the menu bar, hit subscribe. All right, that's it for my announcements. I'm so excited for this podcast episode, and so let's get into it without further ado. Here we go. All right. Well, Sarah Salinas, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited. And like, your name is Sarah. You're from where my last name is. Yep. Like, yep, yep, yep. Hello. The <laughs>
0: literally brought our names together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. So Sarah is a human design reader and she's also an intuitive. And she is so funny. So I'm so excited to just have you on the show, talk about human design. We're gonna go deep on a couple topics. It's gonna be so fun. Um, but before we start that, um, Sarah's going to do a card poll for us.
1: Yes. Okay. This one's pulling at me. So this is what it looks like. So you see how it's a forest, but like that's the clouds, but like that's a creek, right? Or is it, you know? Mm, wow. Um, and it says uh-huh. imagination. And so black is west. So I guess we will see if this is emotional, maybe because I keep pulling the black cards, I guess, which makes sense. I'm always in some type of emotional state of sorts. Um, Okay. It says exploring the wilderness of your own soul through contemplation brings you to the alt to the altar of your imagination to have a circle of imagination in your being walk with the untamed wild side of your nature all the time knowing its power. Like a woman aware of her pregnancy as she moves through her rounds of daily tasks, you need to focus on the unborn life in order for its nature to continue to grow. Always remember that inspiration often comes from after reflection, after the seed of creativity is planted. Once you begin your creative work, the energy of the universe comes to you and imagination flows wow wow always remember that inspiration often comes after reflection after the seed of creativity is planted i just feel like that's so telling of people are waiting to be inspired and speaking from a personal place it's almost like i've had to learn where when it's go time it's go time and at least for me in my process, that really is truly at like afterwards is when the inspiration and the ideas and like it's almost like clarity comes after I take a step. Like inspiration comes after I'm like, all right, universe, like I'll you step by step, you step by step, you step by step versus thinking that I need to have all of it figured out and all of it taken care of. It's like, no, like I wanna do this. And I don't know if you've read Sahara Rose's book and uh, on the, she brings Ayurveda into like our life purpose. And then she channels like the elements and stuff like that. And she made a good point about how so many of us only ever stay in the air element of the process and we don't move it down into fire, which is that forward motion, heart centered, like go after it. And then so many of us also don't even reach the place of like air, fire, and then earth where we sit in it. And like ground in it. And it's like, there are people that want to be like, go out there and like make these movements happen and be activists. But it's like, you need to take the idea, put forward motion behind it. And then when you ground yourself in it, that's when you create roots. That's when you grow taller and wiser and stronger and then attract a crowd towards you that believe in the message that you have, but you can't just keep it in your thought world. Like you got to keep dropping it down and dropping it down and dropping it down. Yeah. Mm.
0: Mm, that's so beautiful so perfect for right now yeah this is gonna air late springtime I mean the seeds have been planted and now it's the forward motion I love there that I go. love that so much
1: exactly like literally like we just stepped in spring and there's even things where it's like things are starting to sprout or you could feel like everything is just a blank slate right now that's okay because that means that you cleared enough away to where you have a blank slate you know Or you've cleared space to create space to expand into something greater. Because think about it. When we let go of something, we're never actually letting go, we're gaining. But you have to let go to gain. You have to let go to expand. So you're never losing when you let go, you're gaining. And that's even something that I've been sitting with lately, you're gaining always. But you got to clear space to create space to grow even bigger. And that requires letting go of parts of yourself and people that interfere with that, you know, cause we're always growing. We're always evolving.
0: We're always changing. Which can be so hard for people, for some people <laughs> can be such a loss. I love that reframe. That's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, thank you for that card, Paul. That was beautiful. Absolutely. I feel like that really perfectly sets the stage for this conversation. So, Sarah, uh, is we're going to get deep today on specific human design concepts. If someone is listening and you're new to human design, I'm going to link um, earlier episodes that really go into basics and the introduction of human design so that we don't need to cover that here because I feel like we're ready to just dive in. <laughs> human design has been just one of the easiest forms for me of Accepting myself and accepting others. And so I am so excited today. We're going to dive deep on um, a couple of topics. Hopefully, we'll see what we get to. (laughs) But I would love to start with definition because it's something I've seen in my chart. I understand like how it was, like where it comes from, but I do not know very much like where does that show up and how does it show up?
1: The way that I like to look at human design is like, Knowing your energy type is cool because in a way it lets me know how you need to be approached and like engaged with and vice versa. But that only goes so far. Whereas things like your profile and your definition, like you really want to know what you're getting yourself wrapped up in with someone, look at their definition and look at their profile. It's going to tell you so much about who they are, who they're not, who they are when they're alone, how you see them, what they need, what they don't need. Like knowing that someone's a projector only gets you so far. And then there's the whole like messaging of like projectors don't have energy, projectors, and it's like, no. No, none of that is true. Projectors can have the most energy. That's why we're efficient. We can get things done quicker. So it's not that I don't have energy. I just don't have eight hours of energy that I don't need. I don't need eight hours to do something. I can get it done faster. So it's like changing the verbiage around that versus using human design to excuse your behavior, to justify your behavior, to make it out to be something it's not. Like I'm not... I'm not into that shit that pisses me off when I see it, where it's like, if I see like one more, like this over here about this over here, and I'm a pr- no, 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 I'm not into it. So the definition, <laughs> the definition, you're going to see some of our fire today. She doesn't come out to play often. <laughs> Um, at least not in a public honored. setting, <laughs> but with definition, there are four different definitions. Two of them are more common than the other two, but definition in the chart are how the squares that have color in them are how they talk to one another or not. And what that looks like, and it kind of gives way to how you process information and how for some people, it takes a little bit more time. So I'll give an example. I'm a triple split, meaning there are three parts of my chart that don't connect together. They work separately on their own. And unless I'm in collaboration with someone else's aura and energy. And so within that, there's a part of me where sometimes I am so in my head. So I'm so in my 63, four, like trying to come up with solutions for everything and everyone. And myself, even though, like, that's one of the dumbest things to do because I'm not going to get anywhere. Like, I can be your source of solution, not my source of solution from a logical mental headspace. However, I also have the 2644, which connects my heart to my spleen. So that makes me a truth teller. I speak from the heart. Uh, integrity is something that I need to check in with myself before I do anything. Then my solar plexus connects to my root center. And um, within that, you know, I have an emotional wave that I need to process. How I feel matters. My emotions matter. So it's like, is my head in check? Is my heart in check? are my emotions in check? How is that going? How do I need to check in with myself? Do I need to go and take some time for myself? What is this over here? Do I need to go and connect with someone? Do I need to go talk? And it's learning to check in with yourself and to see what type of checking in that you need to do. Now, within that as well, uh, single and split definitions are the most common one. Um, Like you literally take about like just under 90% of the population and you split it in half and you have single definition and split definition. Like it's very, very common and they couldn't be further from opposites. And so it's interesting. I've had um, individuals in the past where they're like, oh, like I just... What, what the fuck's with my boyfriend and this over here? And they're like this split definition and they're a single definition manifester that just wants their space and like things of that nature. And they just think differently. And so it's not that you are a single definition and need to be with a single definition. It's if you're with a single definition and let's say you're a split definition, you need to honor and respect the significant amount of time and space that they need by themselves. They need alone time because when they can be alone, that's when they hear their inner truth. That's when they can connect to themselves. They don't need other people to come in and like mess with their process. They do that alone or with people that they choose to process with, that they choose to be in relationship with, that they choose to do work with and choose to collaborate with. It doesn't come from a place of the clinginess and attachment. But I find that a lot of people attach to single definitions and put all these expectations on them. And then relationships get weird and sticky and people don't feel loved. People feel ignored. People feel clung onto. people feel disconnected. And so within that, it's looking at this is one of the easier ways to look at it. So single definition and triple split kind of are similar in the sense of they value freedom and independence over a lot of things, if not everything. And so if I can't be independent and free within my work with someone, within my relationship with someone, and as soon as I feel attachments and clinginess coming on, nothing pushes me away. Like it's just an immediate, like get off. Like I feel it immediately when someone starts to attach to me and everything in me begins to resent the person and push them away but it's the relationships where it's like, I love you and you and you and you and you and you. And I love all of y'all because I'm a triple split and I'm here to like have a community of people around me. I'm also an Aquarius moons like friendship is something I value. But within that, I need full freedom and independence to be my full self with many people. And so within that, when you can honor the need for time and space and like the process of that and just allow them To be who they are while also, let's say you're an opposite and you fall into the split or quadruple split, then communicating how you want to be loved. What kind of quality time do you need? Like, for example, one of my best friends, she's a split definition. And because I'm one of her people, like, I'm her person. I am someone because I know it means something to her to check into her. And it means something to me as well. I, I make sure to do that. We're constantly checking in. How's it going? Because we help each other process things. And what's cool is the friend I'm talking about in particular, when you put her and I's charts together, we complete the whole chart. All nine centers are colored in. And so when we're together, things click, things work things flow but we've had to work on hey don't be jealous that i have five other friends hey i can love you just as much as i love this person before human design came up with this bucket system because friendships were multiple friendships are something that I'm here to master. And I'm learning that. And I've fucked up a lot in my three, five way of like mixing people that don't need to be mixed or doing this over here. And it's something that's constantly, it has my attention. And I have more of a system, if you will, down now of how and what I need in a friendship and a relationship and a collaboration an emotional connection and an intellectual connection, like what type of people I need for that. But that's something I've sat with myself It's like, well, what do I need? What do I need to give myself? What do I need from another? Because something else that comes up for any type of split, so split, triple split, quadruple split, is there's like word out there about them being super codependent. And I'm not saying codependency can't come up when you have a split in your chart, because I've seen it, I've done it, I've been a victim of it, you know, I've been an instigator of it, you know, the whole nine. But here's the thing. When you have a split in your chart, you are meant to be in collaboration with the people in your life. And so needing to make sure that whoever you're in collaboration with supports you. And when you look at your definition, it really gives way to what type of support system you need in the sense of single definitions come from a place of I choose you. I like you. Come here. And then if it works and flows, it works and flows. Split definitions, they do not just let anyone close to them. But once they let you close, they don't let go. And that's where I've seen toxicity happen within split definition where it's like, are you friends with your friend from high school? Because you're actually friends. Or when y'all get together, all y'all talk about is high school and nothing new. You know, so it's like really checking to see because in so many ways, our relationships help us get where we're going in life. So the people that are in your corner in your support system, are you supporting them or, and are they supporting you? Are you just holding on because you're scared to let go and grow? Then we have triple splits where triple splits, they say need, and this is so true, need to be exposed to several people's energy in a day. And that is very true for me. I'm constantly in 12 conversations with people. I'm up at coffee shops, I go and network and collaborate and call and text. I've, I have to have my phone on airplane mode right now. And I say that from like a funny place of like, that's how actively I'm in connection and collaboration with the people that I choose to be in my life. And it's a lot of them. And what's really cool is like my husband, he's a three, five triple slit projector, just like me. So it's like, we get it. Like we truly get how the other person feels and vibes. And we both have always been like, no, no, no. You have your life and I have my life and we have our life together. But like, we got to be our own people and do our own thing. And it's like, we've been together almost 13 years. That's amazing. Oh my God. So it's just one of those things where there's that love and respect. And then quadruple splits, they fall into more of like a reflector bucket in the sense of they're less than 1% of the population. And so within that, they take a little bit more time. And codependency and attachments can come up a little bit more. Their process is a little bit slower because typically their whole chart is defined in the sense of all nine centers or at least eight of them. So they're either some type of generator or a projector, and they have a lot of energy pumping and filtering through them. So their process, it just takes a little bit longer. I almost like to think of quad splits as more of like they're a little bit more earthy because they're a little bit slower. It's almost like a Taurus Capricorn type of energy where it's just it's slower moving, it takes a little bit more time. And then, you know, they may need to like go and talk to this person over here, this person over here, this person over here, but rushing someone and their process with the more splits that they have is detrimental versus just honoring their process and their time and space and if you know your definition sit down with yourself like what is your process how do you like to connect with people when do you want space when do you need space and then one other thing I'll say on this is sometimes you want to go sit down and like chat with someone to like figure something out but sometimes you just need a collaborative bump energetic shoulders with somebody in a coffee shop to get your shit done. So for example, as a triple split who was sent to work from home and I was still at my corporate job a year ago, I suffered tremendously because I was only in my energy. My productivity started to go down. I couldn't stay focused. My mood was off. Whereas when I used to be in the office, even though I hated that just as much, I was around people. (laughs) So that gave me that energy and like things of that nature. So even though like, it was a collaborative environment, like the beginning of my career there, it was fine. But towards the end, obviously, like it was time to go. But now, for example, like if I need to do like budgeting, logistical insurance, pay myself taxes, budget, whatever, I go to a coffee shop to do that. If I need to edit something or whatever, I don't do it at home because I'm not going to get it done. Whereas as soon as I put myself in a safe, collaborative environment, I get everything done in like two to three hours and then I'm done. And all of it gets done versus I just put it off when I'm at home. So there are times where I literally just get myself out of the house even if it's just going to target, even if it's just going to pick up a coffee just to put myself in the energy of others, because that helps give me juice to go do my thing.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Wow.
1: What's your definition?
0: So I'm a split definition.
1: Okay. How did, let's talk about it. Like, cause you're a common definition. Like how do you vibe with yours? Like, How does it resonate? Have you tried it
0: on? Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying it on right now. So I'm definitely a recovering codependent. And it's so funny. I now process things alone, but I think for 34 years, I processed them with other people. It's interesting to hear how or maybe why I was doing that. And (laughs) And this stark difference that I have now in my life, it's like, radically different. And I love the idea of, or what you're talking about, of like single definitions being like, yes, you, and I am so like, prove yourself to me. And then I'm literally going to love you forever, forever, for sure. Like I, that has come through in my life time and time and time again.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm curious, like if you've looked at any of your loved ones charts and like looking at definition, I guess I should ask, like, have you looked into what the different definitions are? Or did you ask this question because you were curious about it and you wanted to talk about it? (laughs) The second one, the second
0: one. I've like talked, I feel like definition is, it's just another layer deeper in the chart, which is so cool. So I'm so glad that we're talking about it today.
1: Yeah, one other thing because deconditioning is one of the biggest parts of human design, especially when you hear about it, it either triggers you or sets you free or both at the same time. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> with that, if you're a single definition or a triple split definition, where a lot of your conditioning, if you will, is going to lie is in your open centers. So look to your open centers if you're a single or a triple split. And then if you're a split definition or a quadruple, then look to where you have hanging gates where it basically doesn't make a channel because you have to have a channel to light up a center at all. But you look to see and if you use a website like genetic matrix, and you have a split in your chart, they'll actually point out the gates that are what you need to be bridged. And a lot of times those gates that you're reaching for in someone else are the parts of yourself that you feel like are lacking. So therefore you overcompensate in things. So if you want to know where potential like wounding lies and conditioning, if you have a split, go and look to see where you have those hanging gates. And I guarantee you that gates energy throughout your life has had quite a bit of your attention. Be it lacking or you need to over-prepare, overcompensate, or you feel inadequate.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God. I love that. I can't wait to do that exercise. That's amazing. Do it. And then,
1: yeah, like, go look and see. And then I have my Gates resource on my page. There are plenty of other people out there. Karen Curry Parker is, like, my OG teacher of just, like, who I've learned under just because she's been in the game for a very long time. The whole point to me, it's like human design is like a way of understanding yourself, which ultimately helps you understand another. And it's like how we can understand one another and like heal and grow and empower and all of those things. But yeah. So if you, some homework, yes. you want some homework,
0: <laughs> I love that. And I'm going to link, I'm going to link all those resources you just mentioned below in case anyone's interested. So I'm curious, you talked a little bit about this. How have you played around with your energy and your definition together. Like you talked about the work situation and I'm curious, like have you seen that play out in any other situations?
1: So for me being a triple split, you know, projector, I'm a Gemini. So it's like, I'm a very social person, very social person. But then my Aquarius moon comes in and I'm completely detached and want to be alone and try to make emotions logical and the whole nine, So basically what I do for myself is like, okay, I'm a projector. So I'm here to be seen for the gifts that I have like innately within myself and the things that I want other people to see in me. It's something I have to integrate within myself first to be able to attract it back. And so within that, it's also paying attention to like what am I attracting back to me? Do I like it? Like that's a really good way to check in with yourself where it's like what are what are the energetic or literal invitations that you're getting back like to you like from you? I'll give an example. Last year, I was deep in my studies of like the variables and the arrows because everyone wanted me to be. is a good thing to just put out there. So I've, I've dabbled and studied most of all parts of human design in the last three years. But I always come back to like the gates and the channels and like circuitry and like basically like the graph in the chart is the part of the chart that I understand the best. But because people are like PHS, PHS, even though like I can't fucking stand PHS for like a very like so many reasons. I started getting people like booking me for those sessions and I was like, hell. No, 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 no. So I stopped digesting that information completely. Like I stopped putting my energy into it at all. People don't ask me about it, it's not brought up. What is PHS? PHS is the part of the chart where you look at the graph. So there's like the graph, and then there are four arrows at the top of the chart. And part of it is like how your mind works and how your brain works. But then there's also like your environment and manifestation style and your perspective and just all of those different things. And Karen Curry Parker is an amazing resource to go and like, just because she's been in the she studied under Raw. She knows Ra, she's been around him. And she posted this video not too long ago about how there's a difference between someone channeling and someone talking and how there is a difference. And as someone that has channeled, there is a difference. my voice changes, my face changes, like I've seen it happen. And she goes, I know that Ra channeled the human design system in the sense of that he did and he was in deep financial just shit in his life and in his business and things of that nature and basically came up with what is PHS but it came from a place of like his doing and he made it harder than it needed to be and the information hard to access wow. and but it was all for money and so the truth of a lot of that has been coming out lately which almost like reaffirms that much more to me with my intuition of being like, no, fuck that. That's not the truth. Like, mm -mm. because what kills me about PHS is, for example, there's one called hot and cold. And so if you're hot, then that means that, you know, you need warmer foods, yada, yada. If you're cold, you need cooler foods, all that stuff. Well, that particular part, like hot or cold, if your birth time is off by two minutes, that could be wrong. And so if you don't have your exact birth time, potentially you're not even reading the right information. And then when you listen to Ra and the way that he talks about it, it's for brain health. And there are people out there within the human design world that make it about weight loss and it's not about weight loss. And so within that I play more cleanup. I'm even doing it right now. I play more cleanup with people around it. Like I had a client one time tell me that a human design reader told them that their cognition being smell meant that just don't smell artificial things. That's not what that means. And that's what she was told. That's what she was taught. That literally has nothing to do with it at all. Not saying that you're not sensitive to smell, And smell is one of your dominant senses. I'm not saying there's not particular truth to it, but this person also had gate 44 in her chart, which makes her sensitive to smell. So it's just one of those things where it's like, there's just twisted information out there. And it's like, PHS has been turned into this like weight loss manifestation bullshit type of thing to like hack your life. And like, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it at all.
0: You're like getting into the roots. I love it. Yeah. The graph focus. I fucking love that. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah.
1: Let me, let me put a circle back on what you asked earlier. So projector checking in with myself is checking on in my outside world and my inside world. So I'm constantly checking in with like who I allow to influence me, who's in my circle. And then as a triple split, I need community. And so community and friendship and collaboration is something very important to me. I've made sure that my communication and networking skills is something that has a lot of my attention. And then also knowing that triple splits are less than 10% of the population. So there aren't necessarily a lot of us. We're not rare, but we're not common. So like, I just, I view relationships differently and I, you know, it's like, I have my husband, but I have like two really close girlfriends too that are like my ride or dies and equally as important. But then I have like human design people over here and spirituality over here and close friends over here and like travel buddies over here. And it's like, I have all of these different people that just depending on what I'm meeting in that season or in that moment. I have my allies, my network, my community, because it's something that helps me as a triple split do my thing. Then I'm a 3-5 profile, which is the role of how you're here to show up as your energy type. So I'm here to sh- I'm here to show up in a 3-5 projector way. So I'm here to go through my own things and trial and error and experience it. I tell people that I have a 3, if your life does not look like this, you live in it wrong. It's meant to ebb and flow. It's not supposed to stay up here. It's not supposed to stay down here. You are most powerful in motion and action, being physical and activity and like integrating and feeling things. Then after you do that, you move into the five, which is taking what you've learned and teaching it to people. And so I'm here to go through my own experiences and speak from a place in my experience and then teach people. But I'm also, Fives are really good translator. So in the sense of I could explain, I could explain human design to a four-year-old and my 84-year-old granny and help it make sense. So Fives are really good at universalizing things and explaining things. So it's like, I can speak your language, but can you speak mine? And so that's something that I've encountered throughout my life where I get people, but not a lot of people get me. But it's because that fifth line is a projection field. So I'm here to shake things within you. I'm here to help you heal. I'm here to help you wake up. I'm here to be the mirror in your face to reflect things back to you that you need to check in within yourself, be it liberation, empowerment, permission, things of that nature. My cousin that I met up with yesterday for coffee, she goes, I was. she's a theta healer. And I was explaining to her my process for when I do two at Sarah Sessions because they're different than human design because I'm literally open myself I'm opening myself up energetically. And I explained what I did in the process and what happened. And she's like, Sarah, when you're doing that, you're literally tapping into I believe she said what it is, is like the seventh dimension, which is where like creation is or like something of that nature. She explained the different like layers to me. But basically she goes with you opening yourself up in that way you're literally seeing the person in their energetic essence. And then you see their emotions and you see their ego and you see their pain and you see this over here. And I'm like, but I do, that's what I do. That's how I see people. I'm like, I see everything as energy, but it's amplified when I'm doing an intuitive like tea with Sarah type of session I basically feel your energy I see your energy I have visions happen I hear things like there's a lot that goes on when I open myself up to someone and I'm grateful to have my spiritual teacher Brima Lanson that taught me some fucking boundaries of like she's like honey when you take the cap off you got to put it back on so it's like open the portal (laughs) and then you got to close the portal (laughs) So I've learned boundaries in the last two years because it used to wipe me out like completely or it would drain me or depending on how the exchange went, if I had to give a lot, well, then I was drained. Whereas when the exchange is a little bit more equal, I feel energized and I'm learning that it makes sense why I need so much downtime to replenish my tanks because it requires so much of me when I'm doing those type of sessions.
0: Wow, that's so cool to hear. This sounds like very non-traditional ways of being a projector from what I've heard, which is really really cool and empowering. For me to hear, and I I don't want to, because Sarah and I are both projectors, so I want everyone listening. I know so many generators that are like, I'm, I'm a generator. Yay! and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like you have, everyone has their gifts, like, everyone. and everyone probably has that part of their chart where they're like, so like maybe not stuck, but like maybe they're looking at it as more oppressive rather than permission giving. And this to me is so much more like check in with yourself, forget the rest of the shit that you see at the top of the chart, like. Let that go and check in and see what's actually working for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm all about like the embodiment of human design where it's like you don't think your way through an emotional wave, you feel your way through an emotional wave. So and then if we want to get technical, and I've said this multiple times, all the gates in the head and ajna are projected gates. You literally cannot use them on yourself in a healthy Constructive, good way. It doesn't mean you don't experience it personally. Like Gate 63, that's a lot of self doubt. I experience self doubt, but I'm also someone where by nature I'm supposed to be a little like, hmm, I don't know if I believe that. I'm going to go do my own research. That's what Gate 63 is supposed to trigger in me. Not, oh, I'm just. I just, I can't, I can't do it because I'm not worthy and I'm not capable and this over here, like it's not meant to be used like that. But it doesn't mean that as humans, we don't get sneaky and try to use it. But it's like, I'd rather not use my gate 63 personally, because then I'd walk around or sit with feeling just doubtful of myself. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that at all. But I know that like you bring me something, then I can help you. I can give a solution, I can provide feedback, I can back it in logic, and understanding and research and all of that stuff. But in my own life, that shit doesn't work. And it's like, don't make something that's not personal, personal. And anywhere that you have projected energy, in a chart, which will be like head and Ajna and anything collective, it's all projected. Meaning like, it's not meant to be personal. So don't make it personal. But be aware of how it shows up for you personally. For me, it's self doubt. For me, it's thinking I need to have this big picture first. It's me thinking I need to have like all the words and all these things. And it's like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And that alone, like to me, that ends like a thought loop on something like, nope, that's not worth my time. That's not even worth circling around. So, no, I'm not going to give that the time of day.
0: Mm. So freeing. So freeing. I love it. (laughs) So good. Uh, Thank you for explaining definition. I feel very empowered to walk through this earth now, (laughs) recognizing recognizing what I need. I would love to talk about Incarnation Cross with you. I have a weird one. It's. I guess we all have weird ones. I don't know anyone that doesn't have like a funny name, but it's the left angle cross of migration, number two. And I like – the first time I read it, I was like, this describes me to a T. So it talks about like fleeing. Like I flee. so I wait until shit gets real bad and then I flee. And that like describes every job I've ever left, every relationship I've ever left, like all those things. So I'm really curious – How should we be approaching the Incarnation Cross and how to work it into our practice?
1: So I'm going to reiterate something I learned in a class by Karen Curry Parker. I forget which class I took. I've taken a lot. So it's like, I probably couldn't even tell you what it was, but something that she teaches often is like you connecting the dots of things. So this is what, this is what she taught us is your energy type is the character that you're here to play. And your profile is the role of the character, and your incarnation crosses the storyline of how that plays out for you. So for example, I'm a projector, so it's like I'm here to be, you know, move and guide and understand energy and understand people and things of that nature in a way that I have to go through my own experiences of what that looks like within relationships and within myself. And then I go and teach that to people. And I do that from a place of the cross of rulership, which this lifetime I'm here to dabble and understand what power means and standing in my power and being powerful and taking care of people and being a leader and being a resource and making sure everyone's taken care of. But I need to be in integrity. My mindset needs to be in check. Like I need to make sure that I'm not just saying yes to some things. I feel like I need to say yes to something by nature that I pay attention to now because I have people that slide into my DMs and they're like, oh my God, your hair is so cute. By the way, um, could you read this part of my chart for me? And it's like "Mm, something I pay attention to with people now is when they're talking about me, especially if I'm hearing someone talk to me while I'm in like, I'm there. And they're just they're like telling the other person about me. I pay attention to how they describe me. And it's either Sarah's a human design reader, and she can read tarot cards, and she can talk to dead people and this over here. And it's all the things I'm capable of doing. That's not who I am, though. I'm not the HDB. That's my business. I read tarot. I can do that. That's not who I am. And so when I hear people say, for example, like Sarah's really spiritual, she's really chill, she's funny, she's this, that's who I am, not what I can do. So that's something that I've had to really sit with in the last two, three years of really understanding my incarnation cross and how many people either want to be in my life or keep me in their life because of what I'm able to do for them, not who I am to them. So it's been a journey. It's been a huge journey. And it's, again, like you said, like explains my whole life and like feeling alone, but then also wanting community and like this over here and feeling stabbed in the back and taken advantage of and people still wanting to pull, 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 like giving and receiving is something I've had to work on because it's like, I am a giver. Like if someone is like, oh, like I want to study tarot, I'm like, here are 12 resources type of thing. But what that creates in a more personal setting is I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'm going to caretake. I'm going to give, I'm going to give. And it's like, but where am I receiving anything? Do I want to receive anything? Am I open to receiving anything? And that's something I've had to heal within myself and my codependency on feeling like other people need me. Cause like, that's no different than someone being codependent on, like I'm codependent on thinking you need me. So it's like learning detachment and like who's attached to me and am I attached to them? And then that whole fifth line projection field that attracts and triggers people like it's interesting. So even though like human design helped make a lot make sense, it gave me the tools to be like, Ooh, I need to work on it in this way. I need to reel it in in this way. I need to like tighten it in this way. I need to completely move this out of this way. I sent my friend Whitney this thought that I had because she sent me something on her co-star and it said something about me and Sarah's, uh, learning to resolve nostalgia. And I was like, I really have been sitting with that, like living in the past and all that. And so I said, resolve nostalgia, feel that. And this this was uh, what I had said. I also feel like I've completely moved from the world I was born into and have stepped into the world that I've created. My dreams aren't just my dreams anymore. They're my reality. My dream life also isn't a nightmare because my waking life has been restored to peace. So it's like human design is literally taking me from the world that I was born into and learning about it has given me full power back to be like, oh, nah, I create my world and I create it in this way. Let me go mess around with it and play with it. And then now here we are three years later talking to you like full-time entrepreneur, like standing in my power. I understand who I am. And because I understand who I am, when you're around me, you're going to understand who you are. And there's freedom in that there's healing in that there's liberation in that there's pain in that sometimes, but I'm here to help you wake up. And as I see that, I see like glitter, like all over the room right now, which tells me my like spirit guide, Diane is here, but like, I'm here to help you wake up. I'm here to help you heal. Like I'm here, like, that's what I'm here to do. And like, I, that makes me excited because I, all I want to do is help people. I've said that my whole life. All I want to do is help people. And I feel like I'm finally helping people from a place of power and not a place of like inner child, trauma, wound, PTSD, like toxic, you know, all that I've healed so much of that. So now like I get to be the light in the dark to those who need a light, but I had to go through my own shit first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, fortunately, I'm not going to say unfortunately anymore. I don't believe in shit. (laughs) We got to go through it. It's a gift. Um, Yeah. Yes. This sounds almost like learning your archetype in a way. I don't know if that resonates with you at all, but it's like figuring out the role, the character and how it plays out is very much deeply understanding who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Have you met many people that don't identify with parts of their chart, like actively against it?
1: Yes and no, in the sense of because I resonate so deeply with my chart, so deeply, and I've truly have integrated it and I haven't just studied it. It's like I've applied it. I attract people that want to do the same. But I'm also someone when someone comes to me and they're like, This over here, and yada yada. I'm like, First off, who told you this? Where did this come from? What is this triggering in you? Because when you learn your human design, a lot of you is being awakened within learning about who you are. And so, no, you may not like that you're here to be this initiating force and like keeping your relationships going when you're literally doing the complete opposite. Because, just for example, Just because you and I are projectors doesn't mean we're living like one. And a lot of times we're living the low expression of something until we learn about it and we learn to do differently. And so even though I have people that will say, I don't understand, I'm like, well, what don't you understand? And they'll reiterate to me back what they heard. And then just because of the way that I see the chart, well, I'm like, but what about this? For example, I meet a lot of manifestors that are two fours. If you have a two or a five anywhere in your profile, you have a lot of projector-ness to you. And so I have manifestors sometimes where they're like, I just don't feel like a manifestor. I'm like, do you feel like a projector? And they're like, yes. I'm like, well, you're a two, four. Let's talk about it. The role that you're here to show up as, you're here to be called out for who you are. So yeah, there's a certain level of projector-ness to it. Or there's a lot of word about like manifesting generators being busybodies and this over here and doing 12 things at one time. If you have gate 34, gate 34 is the busybody. Gate 34 is the one that's stirring two pots at one time. You do not have to have gate 34 to be an MG. So I've had people where they're like, not only that, they're like a 2-4 manifesting generator, feel like a projector, all these things. And I'm like, well this is how you experience your energy? Is this how you experience it? They're like, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, oh, and then you're a 2-4 and this over here. And you have this over here and you have dominant this over here. So again, it's like, what part of the chart are you looking at? And when you're going to learn something, are you going at it from a place of open-mindedness or trying to further self-justify your behavior and your excuses and how you're living and it's calling you out and you don't like it and your ego is screaming like how rude like how dare it call me out in this way and this over here and it's like just because the truth hurts doesn't mean it's not true just because the truth is triggering doesn't mean it's not true just because you're throwing a fit doesn't mean it's not true Mm. so Mm. (laughs) that's what I have to say about that that. (laughs) Cause it's true. Like you can't just be like, I'm a manifestor, yada, yada. And it's like, no, that system said you were a manifestor. Do you even know what the fuck that feels like? Have you tried on your own power? Have you tried on your own magic? No. Cause you're scared to, okay, well that's the issue, not the system. That's you not wanting to do the work. That's you not wanting to integrate it. That's you not wanting to embody it. Not the system telling you you're X, Y, Z. Damn
0: got to open our eyes people. I love it. (laughs) Oh, it's so cool. This is so cool. Sarah, this has just been a phenomenal conversation. I feel like my eyes are so open on human design and my chart and looking at my chart. I'm curious, do you have anything else that you want to share before we get into how we can, and anyone listening can connect with you?
1: No, I feel complete. Like I felt a completion after that. So I'm good. That was yeah. so
0: good. I am like, I yeah, I've <laughs> just had chills like so many times. It feels so good. Uh, I'm really like, going to go download your gate chart right now. I'm just like play because I'm so curious. Yes. So, so, so yes. curious. Amazing. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Sarah, if anyone is listening and they want to get in touch with you, follow along with you, where can they find you?
1: The best place to find me and then to find where I'm at is Instagram like you want to see like classes, PDFs, sessions, what I'm up to. It's all right there, all the links, all the things. I'll eventually one day down the road have a website but and my third line way of living like I rebel against my need for perfectionism and everything to be perfect before I take action on something so no I do not have a fancy website and all the things um and that's okay and it's more of an experiment with myself where it's like I don't have to be perfect in order to be successful and like my word and work to get out there but I'm not saying a website won't happen it will But Instagram
0: is the best place to come (laughs) and find me. (laughs) (laughs) So So good. And how can they find you? What's your Instagram name?
1: D-H-D, as in human design, B, like the bug. So T-H-E-H-D-B-E-E.
0: And I highly recommend following. She's got... Hilarious content. She's got me and she's got videos all day long. I've learned so much since I've started following you. I don't even know how I found you, but I'm so glad that I did. This has just been an amazing conversation.
1: I thank you. Like thank you for trusting me enough to come onto your platform to talk about things and like how I show it for a lot of people is more like grounded and like calm. And there's been a safety in like being able to talk to you today because I say that because my voice, you don't know this about my voice, but my voice sounds a little bit more raspy like it does right now. There's more fire behind the words that I'm saying. And I just don't share that side of myself often because it tends to trigger people. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, I am so grateful for you for being here. It's such a pleasure. And thank you for trusting me to hold this container. It's been amazing.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Sarah has an amazing gift just for Lit AF listeners. She's offering 10% off. Both her one-on-one sessions as well as her teachable course content, which includes a list of gates if you're interested in that and an overview of human design. So if you're interested in using this 10% off code, you can go to her Instagram at the HDB. You can follow those links and at checkout, use the code LITAF10. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. <laughs> and share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. You never know. And of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. Until next week, visit sarahcohan.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N com to find other podcast episodes. And you can find Lit AF on Instagram at it's me, Sarah Cohan. And you can also find me on Clubhouse. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, Lit AF. And I hope to see you back here next week.